the first two slides we looked at actually at the beginning of the year, I've, I've slightly altered them a little bit, and it's just an opportunity for us to um, see something that's happened over really over the last five years in terms of the growth. Phil's saying we are a growing church, and that's really borne out by those numbers. The, the, the most striking number, I think, is the Sunday morning service um, when we were meeting in the back hall, I suppose. It might have been sort of 40-ish, 35 to 40. Now, we're pretty regularly getting 75 people in this hall, and um, there are a lot of people who don't come as well, and everybody did turn up on the day. We'd have 100-plus people, which would be a crowd and it would be quite uh, a different dynamic. We prayed for families, and the Lord has been very kind to grant uh, more families and more children. Um, the issue with students has got quite stuck on the national student front, really praying that we might see some a bit of a breakthrough this, this year in that way. But what has been encouraging and I've, it seems quite noticeable over the last few months is a little bit of a flow through from the International Cafe in terms of internationals coming along also on Sunday mornings as well. Parent and toddlers thriving, it's, it, it was great to sort of sense the buzz on Wednesday morning and we paid a lot of attention to trying to um, strengthen the structures of governance um, and service, so number of deacons has risen to seven. Um, we're growing and have grown a lot by transfer. The closure of Montpelier Baptist uh, was a sadness, but we benefited from that, and there's been greater strength of service through that. We're growing in numbers by biology, and we're there's an interesting group of people who are here because they are curious about Christianity. So the internationals especially, they have a curiosity about Christianity. What, what is it about? We are changing. So the ethnic mix, I mean, there's always been quite a, a rich ethnic mix, but it seems very striking at the moment. The age profile is actually quite low. Number of families, as I say, Increasing, and we have an increasing fringe, so that on a Sunday morning, the, there are a lot of people who are, are just looking, and that's the one time when they they come. Um, numbers of challenges. Our numbers tend to restrict conversation. We possibly feel quite frustrated in a way at the the slow pace of conversion and discipleship. There's a dominant once-a-week attendance for many people. Um, then there are lots of society pressures there, you can see on the screen there. Uh, and a, a sort of a, a niggling spirituality that dismisses or belittles church. And so we're facing, in the next five years or less, um, overcrowding on Sunday mornings course it could be argued that numbers sort themselves out if people don't feel comfortable coming in because there's just too many bodies here then I'll go elsewhere uh, 
which would be you know, very tragic <laughs> for us. We don't want uh, to be in that place. We are facing issues of passing the baton on from one generation to another. We do know that other Brighton churches, evangelical churches, are, are under pressure, and that's only likely to increase. And I suppose we, we, we feel that we, will, we could have some real flashpoints of confrontation um, and uh, opposition from, our, uh, from government, local, national, schools to just some pressure points that up till now just just been suppressed but we could have some very interesting moments um, where we're going to have to put our head above the parapet more um, what's quite pleasing I think is that we're seeing increasing planned and spontaneous interaction it's, it's, it's just lovely to see the way people appear to be taking sort of responsibility for relationships and um, and obviously using multiple forms of communication because we have it and there's still a big effort to make people welcome and included and we are continuing the assistant pastor process and we are encouraged as gospel people by the grace and peace of God by Jesus promised to build his church the gates of hell will not prevail against it and by the genuine power of the gospel of Jesus Christ to save people and change them. So, th there must be some random thoughts. Thought as we go into groups, it might be helpful to look at five questions here. And um, as we, uh, I'm just going to read those questions, and you might think mm, I'd like to talk about that and uh, it, the different groups will have opportunities to take in particular one of those questions so on the basis of biblical criteria what are the most attractive marks of Calvary Church what are the areas where change seems to be required give Bible references to support so yeah, you might like to consider that one how can the experience of Sunday become better and more significant for more people it's quite striking that probably 50% of the people who attend here on Sunday just have a, an experience of Sunday gathered together with God's people of two hours. I just wonder if there could be much more made of, of that day. Wasn't it great last Sunday to see 20 people going off together and having a meal on a Sunday? Now, whatever good is done during the morning meeting can be so strengthened and reinforced by another couple of hours afterwards. And, and equally, it can be so diminished and snatched away by the sort of the cares of life. If you just sort of drop in here for a couple of hours and then drop out again and you're back into your old routine and so forth, I would suggest that you maybe lose quite a lot of the benefit that could be gained by conversation and prayer together how can the experience of Sunday become better and more significant for more people so that all of us say do you know what that's the day I really look forward to that's, that's a sort of high point of the week as we increase in number three as we increase in number how do we maintain the experience of family 
and many people talk very positively about here in the church being uh, feeling that we do know one another and there is a sense of family and that and that quite precious so I'm almost taking it as a given that you think that's a positive attribute but how do we maintain that as we get bigger give some practical examples what societal changes should we resist embrace adapt to or both at the same time give some examples and testimonies so you know it's easy for us to just put say whoa 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 it's all going bad 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 but there, there may be some really good things out there that we should be taking hold of and saying we can run with this you know we, we, we're not to be a church that lives 40 years ago we have an enduring changing enduring gospel a, a great present message which is completely appropriate for Brighton people in 2017 so how to be discerning about things that are happening all around us so that we embrace and or resist and how can we all grow in and as the church as disciples or as we were saying on Sunday as learners of Jesus Christ how, how, how can we do that I'm very interested to hear what people have to, to say about that last point so there's five groups there I thought if we were to just take, take the chairs and put them into groups of five or six and um, then each of those, I'll, I'll go around, once you've got the chairs all sorted, I'll have those questions put down on the chair. So if you wanted to join in with number one, for instance, there'd be a, a group of chairs over there, and that would be the question one group, and so forth. So one, two, three, four, five. Uh, if we've got more people, so it becomes too much of a group, and we'll just make, create another couple of groups as well. So just just have a look at the screen and decide what you would like to join we'll get those chairs set up um, Ben can you help with that just get get those all organized we'll have to probably stand up to vacate some of the chairs in order to make that happen uh, active marks of Calvary Church what are the areas where change seems to be required give Bible reference to support you have two minutes starting now Testing one, two. Yes, well, um, we said that uh, the characteristics include uh, we're bathed in prayer. I love that uh, phrase. Uh, meetings are bathed in prayer, what we do. Uh, we're very hospitable. Um, it's a positive thing. The sense of family. Uh, love one another. John 13, 35. The ministry of the word, um, Steve said, underpins everything. 2 Timothy 2, 15. Um, welcoming, hospitable. Hebrews 13, 1 to 2, keep on um, something entertaining because you might entertain strangers. Um, we debated Colossians 3, 16. Um, apparently Ben read that recently and uh, was talking about teaching and admonishing each other. Do we do that enough, really? Um, and uh, we're thinking about our own personal study. I was saying that perhaps are there people who are not actually regularly in the word of God in uh, Steve said, actually, you don't have to be personally doing it. You could do it with like your wife or in, in, in groups. 
Um, is that how we're growing? Can we grow more in that, in that area? Um, uh, someone said it, Acts 2. Um, I think Jake said that. Um, sorry, Jack. Um, apostles teaching, prayer, communion. I think he was saying that we do that. Um, some areas where we, in terms of change, um, um, there was talk about uh, the sermons perhaps being too long. Um, 50-minute sermon, um, concentrating for quite a long time. People struggle with that. Some people, um, particularly internationals. Um, and perhaps the music needs to be more contemporary. There's an issue. Um, we talked about that. Um, but, of course, we have to be careful that it doesn't become a concert. <laughs> We <laughs> finished. Yeah, we finished. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very good, Mark. Thank you very much. Now, um, it's very important to capture these points, actually. So, could you collate them all and give them to me at the end? So, five sets of paper. Group two is uh, how can the experience of Sunday become better and more significant for more people? Give testimony, Lindsay. I feel like we got quite scattered notes, so my group's going to help me with this. Um, we sort of were talking about uh, for families. This everybody's experience of a Sunday is different, depending on you know if you've got young children or if you're on your own or if you're international. We talked about um, first families with children, um, and obviously there are space constraints, and also it's difficult with the. Um, Sunday club because you don't know how many you have on any given Sunday. You can have three or 15 of varied ages. Um, we didn't specifically talk about a solution for that, but um, one thing that Meg suggested um, was to have the children, when we're in the service together, to perhaps do a song, an interactive song, it would give them more engagement with um, the whole of the congregation. So it's not just like we sing a couple of hymns and then the children go and then we get on with things. Um, but to make them more of a part of um, the, the word teaching and um, more part of the community that's in here. Um, in general, we all mentioned the issues with space and it can be quite noisy on a Sunday morning and because we have so many people. Um, and we mentioned the issues kind of with the flow of things, especially on like church lunch days when you've got to get tables and move chairs. And um, we were talking about, um, well, Maria actually mentioned like people who direct, or maybe that's making it too, too uh, li like a seminar or something, but we're getting to the point where there's more people now who don't necessarily know that tea and coffee's in that room or that there is a lunch on today. Whereas before, when it's a smaller group, people kind of knew the, the flow of things. Um, so maybe people that would kind of help direct more, um, just say, oh, we're gonna move in here now, or would you like tea and coffee, that sort of thing, or there's a lunch on today. Um, and we did mention that um, we do need to have organization, but at the end of the day, we are a family, and families can be messy. So it's not gonna be like we've got everything um, like really smooth, but we did, yeah, mention it could be, uh, there could be a bit more organization. I think that would help. Uh, we also talked about the Lord's Supper and just feeding back what we said. Um, 
it would be um, specifically for uh, people with families of young children, it's hard to enjoy the Lord's Supper um, either before the service um, or uh, at, at, in the evening service. So having it incorporated in a main meeting from time to time. Um, and then I think we did speak about, yeah, um, just said as well, uh, we need people to, to serve people, to talk to new, newcomers, because it shouldn't just be placed, that shouldn't just be placed on a few people. Um, we all need to be recognizing that um, we are here to be fed, um, but the fact is there are new people coming now, um, more people, so to speak to them and, and, and um, make them feel welcome. Is there anything else? Thank you very much, Lindsay. Well done. <laughs> Group three, as we increase in number, how do we maintain the experience of family? Give practical examples. As we increase in number, how do we maintain the experience of family? Give practical examples. Um, I don't know. The first thing we talked about was seating. Um, as more people come on a Sunday morning, sometimes um, it's tight until the children go out. Um, as a church as a whole, um, we're good at making people feel part of the family. Um, good at, as various people said on past experience um, here, we're good at integrating um, as a church, as people. Um, there's lots of love, looking out for people, looking out for each other. Um, that um, People said who haven't got family here, um, they feel the church here is a family and you do get to know people and have conversations and the next time you see them it's not the same conversation um, or you know something about you the conversation can move on um, because somebody's remembered something you've said the week before um, so you know something of each other and you establish um, relationships through that um, Maybe as we grow as a church, um, maybe sometimes there could be smaller groups on some weeks, um, midweek to meet outside of the church sometimes, but then if meeting in smaller groups that, to make sure that things don't get cliquey with getting to know only those people in your small group and then at bigger events only talking to the people that you know from that small group um, and not integrating with others. Um, yeah, and when we can, when we get to know people, um, we can trust those in the church. Um, that, um, we can listen and they can listen and take on board um, what we say. And like on Wednesdays, if we break off to smaller groups um, in prayer, then maybe people are more willing to 
ask for prayer for a matter in a smaller setting than the whole um, big group. Um, and as a church, as the church gets bigger, um, to work more on maintaining, getting to know each other. Um, could be coffee, could be meals out, but just to make sure that we continue to work on that. Thank you very much, Julie. Well done. Group three. Thank you. Group four, what societal changes should we resist, embrace, stroke, adapt to, or both at the same time? Give examples and testimonies. Thank you, Penny. So, um, the main things we talked about were obviously how to resist things that a lot of people in the world see as just common ideas. So, Sunday as being just another day to work or to study or to go shopping. You know, shops are open, everything is open and accessible. Like, it didn't used to be like that. So, people don't kind of have that day set they're still thinking about doing things. Oh, I could like oh, I could do that on Sunday. That's when I can go into town. Um, so one way we were like thought about solving that was like maybe doing a service on another day or an alternative time to try and kind of reach out to more people. Um, another thing was how we now live in a very multi-faith society. And we need to recognize that we are called to be inclusive to those people. We're called to be welcoming to them, but not encourage belief in false gods, not encourage homosexuality. And it's recognizing where that line is, is quite important. And also that like, not just accepting that these people are of a different religion or a different belief system, but recognising that there is still an urgency to preach the gospel to those people. Um, like Julia said, John 14, 6, Jesus himself says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. The only way to the Father is through me. And we need to stick, we need to, stick to that rather than saying, oh, okay, you're of some religion. Like, it's not, it's not going to give you eternal life. Um, another point was statements must be backed by biblical evidence, not just personal opinion. Um, so obviously teaching is kind of the main area for that, but like if you're going to suggest something to somebody or if you're going to say, oh, I saw, th like, I saw this working, do you, you want to try it? If it's not got biblical grounding, should we be doing it? Um, general worldliness, so living distinctively resistant to the generic pressure in society to conform, to all have the same ideas. Technology came up as a point to, um, as something to use because of the act. I mean, there is the danger of access to much more information, but then myself and CU, we use social media all the time. It's our main form of engagement with our members and outreach. So it has positives and negatives. We have to be careful about how we use it. 
um, again, the culture of freedom slash tolerance slash acceptance, particularly in Brighton. Um, yes, it encourages sexual deviance and homosexuality, but at the same time, I think it was in our committee meeting the other day for CU, we spoke about this saying that actually it's given us an opportunity because everyone is wanting to believe in something, but no one is sure of anything. So that gives a window for the gospel. It gives a culture of seeking, but in that it gives like it does give competition. You know, every religion is trying to compete and say, "Look, come, come to us." It's making the gospel clearer and louder than the other voices. Um, another point. Alex made was environmental issues, so veganism, particularly humanitarian aid, now that we've had all the hurricanes and like the increase in natural disasters, and saying how that we can actually witness to other people by how we care for the planet. So the world is God's creation, so we should treat it that way. And we should treat other people that way as well because we are all created in God's image no matter what we believe. There is, like, there is one creator and we should respect his creation. You know, there's a verse that says we are to be stewards of the earth. So we should, you know, we're called to respect it and help it. And obviously an example from Calvary is like, you recycle, you send the, you know, we're making the dresses to send to Africa. So it's embracing the culture that we have, recognizing the opportunities and kind of seeing where we can preach the gospel into what is otherwise a pretty miserable outlook for the city. Mm. Yeah. Thank you very much, Penny. Well done. Thank you. And finally, group five, how can we all grow in and as the church, as disciples, learners of Jesus Christ? So, um, I think we just started by identifying the, just the word of God as, uh, as, as central to our um, uh, growth as disciples ourselves. Um, as learners um, from, from the great teacher and uh, and then um, the word of God also is as as the central point of us then discipling others too and um, I suppose we were kind of just thinking through the different contexts perhaps I, don't, I think aside from the main Sunday kind of meetings um, where we can grow as, 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 as disciples and, and support one another um, uh, in, in, um, in discipleship. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I suppose that the Wednesday meeting and maybe um, and the Thursday meeting, so the Wednesday meeting when we have, I guess, once a month, there's the, the, the kind of Bible study focus in... Um, in that time and uh, I guess there are some opportunities to kind of discuss some of the application of, of God's word in our in our lives with in in smaller 
groups um, in that um, in that time, which um, for maybe for for some can be um, very helpful. Um, on Thursdays, obviously, this is just a, um, a fraction of people who who attend the. Obviously, there's the YAG time, which has been a great blessing over the years for um, some of the young adults in the in the church. So obviously. Uh, reading the Word of God, studying it, and then um, looking to application in our in our lives, and then just having that you know precious times of fellowship as well. Um, at that time, again, that's just obviously um, not everyone is, is 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 blessed by that 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 time attending that. And so we were looking as well at um, ways of kind of for all of us to to encourage one another in, in, in Bible reading and the application of what we're reading. I mean, obviously, um, we got that uh, great challenge from Phil to be reading through Isaiah, and um, <laughs> uh, the challenge it was. <laughs> but uh, but, but the, I guess some of the, identifying some of the fruits of um, where we are, where, that wa- where was that challenge, the kind of opportunities to say, okay, um, we're, we're, we're embarking on this and, um, and maybe checking in with one another through the weeks, so whether at the Wednesday meeting or, or in the other days um, of, of the week, uh, checking in how we're getting on. I know Aaron set up a little kind of Facebook group to, to check in of people kind of posting some, some thoughts there on, on, on some of the things that they they were reading and, and, and getting from, from Isaiah. So, so yeah, I suppose there was just, just different ways in which we could be through the week um, uh, encouraging one another in Bible reading, but also the application of, of, of what we're reading um, and uh, perhaps with the focus on, on the, uh, what's being preached on a Sunday. So, so one-to-one times um, of discipleship were mentioned as... Um, as being very, very helpful, um, but obviously the, the the challenge of keeping a regularity. If you're somebody's meeting in a uh, in a trio or or just one to one with with um, with with someone and going through through um, scripture, then then that's you know there there's some great great things about um, about doing that, and perhaps we should be can we be doing that more? Can we in a, and, and how could we be doing that more? Um, Brenda mentioned about um, perhaps uh, knowing what's coming up in in terms of the, um, the the calendar of what will be preached about, and and how we can then maybe as a church, um, how could we uh, helpfully keep a, a, a apply a focus on 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 that in some in some way. Um, uh, yeah, long-term planning, looking ahead to what um, what we're going to be focusing on in the church. So, um, yeah, was there anything, Brendo, in terms of that? So, anything applied? So 
we could be better prepared for what would be coming up. Okay. Yeah. And, and yeah, I guess the final point there was just about um, encouraging accountability um, in terms of uh, in terms of meetups. And maybe there are some people who would be quite happy to go up to someone and say, "Hey, I'm really um, struggling with this, and if you could pray for me about this, or we could go through the Bible together, um, go through this um, uh, book together, or whatever." Uh, but other people might might be less inclined to do that for whatever reason, and, and perhaps just then encouraging a culture of 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 that kind of meeting up and and accountability in our church family um so applying again applying the word to our um christian living um and yeah so that's thank you very much <laughs> thank you everybody for the contributions let's um pray for the lunch thank you father for being together and we pray your blessing upon our time. Thank you for the food you're giving us. And uh, we ask that our conversation may be sweet and mutually encouraging. In Jesus' name, amen. And if you have had interesting, something quite interesting has happened, something's been said, it's a good time now actually to follow that up and just to sort of get, get alongside that particular person and say, oh, I'd like to talk about that a bit more. Um, don't forget the book five pounds still five pounds right <laughs> lunch in there hope you brought yours because if not there isn't any lunch <laughs>